Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, <clears throat> back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. Oh, have other things you could be doing, and uh, so I will try and make good use of it. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell other people about it, I'm incredibly grateful for that. For those of y'all that financially support the podcast now over on Patreon, help it to grow that way by joining one of the tiers. I'm incredibly grateful for y'all. I hope you're enjoying the additional podcasts. So... <clears throat> Trying to think if there's, well, <laughs> yeah, listen to me. Lord, thank you for this time to record the podcast for the people that listen to it. Be with them and their families. Guide us all through each day. Help us to look to you for our direction. And help our nation to turn back to you, Father. In your son's name we pray. And give me the words you want me to speak. So going into this new year, kind of getting, trying to get back on track, not really off track the last couple months, but just back into a normal routine. So we're going to look at Grant today, Ulysses S. Grant, Civil War hero, president, pretty long list of accolades yeah 18th president and so we're going to read a few quotes we'll see how much we get done today but Grant uh, has been looked on pretty poorly for different reasons, I think, throughout history, and I'm not a I'm not a grant expert, but one of the things that I do talk about not infrequently on the podcast is you're not gonna find me talking about any perfect people on this podcast. You know, you want a perfect man, I can point you in that direction. I'm not him. None of the people I talk about on this podcast, at least in the modern sense are uh, there's only been one and we talk about him pretty frequently in different ways and i would highly recommend you get to know him a little bit <laughs> and i recommend that to myself as well folks uh, there's some days where i feel like i've got a pretty good relationship with god and jesus christ uh, although they're not as near as frequent as i wish they were and then there's some days where I feel like it would be hard to mess things up any worse than I've messed them up. And God feels extremely distant. And I wonder if I'm just talking to myself. So uh, maybe that hopefully comforts y'all a little bit. I had a real interesting conversation with one of my daughters last week, I think, and 
I don't remember all the details of it, but what I remember is talking about the fact that evil in the world, if you look at it really closely, that's really a pretty good indicator of God, right? Because if there's really evil in the world, which I, I don't think there's very many people that would argue that there's not, we have different opinions about what is actually evil and what isn't, but most people would admit that there's evil. <clears throat> well, if there's evil, then logically, there must also be the greatest good. And, and that has to lead to God, to a perfect being. If there's uh, a perfect bad, so to speak, if that makes sense. And I don't really know why I got off on that. The point I was trying to get to was some of these comments by Grant sound phenomenal, and they are, and and they're true. And then you read some of his other quotes. I was just kind of stumbling around reading some of his other comments from different addresses. Different. He was, you know, he was president twice. Another inaugural address, and you read some of the stuff, and you go, "Oof, man, I don't." That doesn't sound very good. Um, and, and so I'm telling you this to prepare because I, I get hit online. Um, as the podcast grows, I get hit more often. Uh, but I, I mean, I get both folks, just so you know, you know, I get a lot, I get more encouragement as the podcast grows on Instagram and Twitter and Getter and other places. And I get but I get I get more attacks too, and that's that's fine. That comes with the territory. But so you know, when you're dealing with this stuff and you talk about it, you know, and you run into somebody and you have these quotes in your tool bag, like we talked about. The, you know, the Marine Corps always talked about skills, kind of as a tool bag, and you tried to add more and more tools to your tool bag, your skills. And that's what these quotes are for us that are trying to um, defend, protect resurrect so to speak our republic these are tools in the tool bag uh, but sometimes people are going to throw something back at you well what about this other speech that they gave and it said you know x y and z and you're not going to know everything i don't know everything obviously some of y'all know that you're laughing right now uh, you do the best you can and so I know this is kind of garbled. I hope y'all can get the point out of it. I, the, the pastor that I had as a young boy who I uh, adored and I think probably was one of the best men that I've ever met. He uh, served in Korea, you know, in some nasty conditions, defended the country. He was a pastor. He flew mission trips in Africa to the poorest of the poor. He, um, dealt with me for years and years trying to turn me into something better than what I was headed toward a number of other things folks just walked the walk very humble uh, but he had his issues too and he would talk to you about that he would be open about that and so you know these people come at you and say well what about like Grant you know he said this too well you know he's not going to get everything right so you and what this pastor told me I asked him one time what it was like because he was also a college professor. And uh, I said, you know, what do you run into all these people more and more today that are 
left-leaning and really embrace this evil and this darkness and these untruths you know how do you deal with that he said he said well you take away the good and you leave the bad you take away the truth and you leave the lies and you may not run into people that are willing to you know the left is so so emotional so often they're not really interested in the truth, right? Jesus Christ says, I am the truth, and they're not really a big fan of Jesus Christ. Um, so it's it's hard to embrace the truth when you reject the very embodiment, embodiment of truth. Um, so, but, but if you find somebody, every once in a while you're going to find somebody that really is interested. They really are looking, they're seeking, and they're interested in having a real conversation. And you can say, look, you know, nobody's perfect. They're not going to get everything right. Uh, obviously, they mess this part up, and but this part over here is true, and so we need to take that and run with it. And the more we hold to the truth, the better our nation will be, the better it will be for you and for me and for our spouses, our children, our friends, our family, uh, the future generations in the country. And and if they're really decent at heart, they're going to be interested in what you have to say in that case and and they'll pick that up and run with it and they'll do the same thing to you and i hope that y'all do that to me i hope that y'all take the good uh the truth that i put out there and and the times that sadly when i make a mistake or i say something that's not true i hope y'all leave that and and don't take that so so we'll get through a few of these today. I talked long enough uh, <laughs> to keep us from getting through everything. I believe in the Holy Scriptures. This is from Grant. And whoso lives by them will be benefited thereby. Men may differ as to the interpretation, which is human, but the Scriptures are man's best guide. I did not go riding yesterday, although invited and permitted by my physicians, because it was the Lord's Day, and because I felt that if a relapse should set in, the people who were praying for me would feel that I was not helping their faith by riding out on Sunday. Yes, I know, and I feel very grateful to the Christian people of the land for their prayers on my behalf. There is no sect or religion as shown in the Old or New Testament to which this does not apply. It's a great line at the end, right? It's a reminder that our First Amendment was written not to lower Christianity to other false religions or to atheism but to keep the different denominations of the one true God as Truman or FDR talked about, I think FDR, but I can't remember right now, in their Christmas message that we spoke of last month, to keep those denominations from fighting, right? That was the goal. So just a little side note there. Uh, this was 1876 from President Grant, <clears throat> wrote from Washington, to the editor of the Sunday School Times in Philadelphia. Your favor of yesterday asking a message from me to the children and the youth of the United States to accompany your centennial number is this morning received. My advice to Sunday schools, no matter what their denomination is, hold fast to the Bible as the sheet anchor of your liberties. Write its precepts in your hearts and practice them in your lives. To the influence of this book, we are indebted for all the progress made in true civilization. And to this, we must look as our guide in the future. 
Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Yours respectfully, U.S. Grant. That is a <clears throat> reference to the proverb, righteousness exalteth a nation. And a number of our leaders have used uh, that Bible verse. But, you know, this is the whole crux of the matter here, right? In our country, we we either follow God's commands and the Bible closer and closer and our country becomes stronger, more stable, uh, freedom and liberty become more widespread, not only in our country, but across the world. Or we stray, as we've been doing for decades now, farther and farther away from God and all the, the reverse of all those things happen. And Grant knew this, and that's why he's telling these these children, saying, "Hey, you you, you got to read the Bible. You got to practice it in your lives, because everything good, all the progress." That's a word, another word that's been hijacked by the left. You know, progressive progress. We're going to make progress. You can't. And I go back to this quote by C.S. Lewis so often: "You can't make progress if you're going in the wrong direction. If you're working a math problem and you got part of it wrong, and you keep going down that wrong path, you're not making progress." You're just getting further and further away from the truth. And that's what we do the more we, you know, we made a horrible mistake, evil mistake with separation of church and state decisions, Supreme Court decision in 1947. And the farther and farther we've gone down that path, we're not making progress anymore. Every time we reject God out of schools, every time we reject prayer, every time we take God and Jesus Christ out of our public lives, out of our public institutions, out of our public policy, we're not making progress. We're moving farther and farther away from truth. We're moving in the opposite direction of progress. We're not moving toward freedom and liberty and equality and life. We're moving away from those, right? And so Grant knew that. That's what he's talking about here. He's saying, you know, all progress that's been made in true civilization is based on the Bible and the principles therein. And so we'll go ahead and I'll say this real quick for those of y'all that are going to say, well, okay, so what about, you know, over in China or the Eastern countries, uh, you know, anywhere else around the world? What about those places that don't know the Bible? Are you saying that those aren't true civilizations or they haven't made any progress, et cetera, et cetera? Well, here's what I will say. Any place in the entire world where you see progress has been made, and you look at those principles that are truly, that are good, truly good principles, never will those principles contradict the principles of Jesus Christ. Ever. So it doesn't matter if they come out of the Quran. It doesn't matter if they come out of Buddhism or Hinduism or whatever other Eastern philosophy. Wherever they come from, if they're truly a good principle and they truly make progress for that civilization, they're never going to contradict the principles of Jesus Christ. And you can't say that about any other person or faith. I don't do this very often. But I'm going to hear, these are the verses that Grant put his hand on in the Bible when he took the presidential oath of office in 1873. 
It's from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. And I really wish that I would have gotten all of verse 4 to, I've got part of it here. Uh, this was not part of what President Grant put his hand on, but I'll go ahead and read verse 4. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips. So, <clears throat> talking here about a stem from Jesse, a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Uh, Isaiah, unless I'm grossly mistaken, talking, which I could be. <laughs> it happens, and I know y'all catch me on some of them, and I'm, appre I'm appreciative of that. Uh, whether y'all are doing it out of kindness or out of malice, I'm still appreciative when y'all correct me when I make a mistake and tell me about it. So thank you. Uh, talking about Jesus Christ here, though. And so, you know, even in these little simple things like taking oath of office and our presidents putting their hand on the Bible, that just reinforces the fact, folks, that we have always been a Christian nation in our principles. And, and when we're real close to this, I believe this quote again goes back to FDR, when we stick to those principles, our country functions better. And we make the world a better place and we're more of a light to the rest of the world because we're showing them the true light of Jesus Christ. And the farther we get away from that, the worse we are and the darker we are and the darker the rest of the world is. And, and, and you know, even if a president took office tomorrow and, and didn't put their hand on the Bible, that wouldn't change the truth one single iota. We're still born a Christian nation, and we can only function as a Christian nation. And that's why our options are still basically the same. You know, that's why Grant is, is such a great Lincoln and Grant are great presidents to talk about in this sense, because they lived through civil war, which is what we're heading toward. That's one of the options that we're heading toward. And so anyway, I think folks, I really wanted to read his centennial message. Um, and maybe we'll come back to that tomorrow if we can. It's not real long, so maybe we'll just add that on, or maybe we'll just do a real short podcast or talk about something else. Uh, but it's it's a pretty neat message on the 100-year anniversary of the country, so I want to make sure we get to that. Sure to appreciate y'all joining me. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.